Hi, this is Holly Crevo, the host of Chillin' Grace, the lifestyle podcast for child-free women chilling in their truth and gracefully inspiring others to do the same. As a certified coach who works with child-free women to step boldly into their choice of being child-free, it's always been super important for me to showcase women doing just that. There's so many inspiring, bold, courageous, awesome women out there leading fulfilling lives as child-free women, and it's important for us to speak our truth to inspire others to do the same. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed today's guest just as much as I did. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to share a shift that I'm making in my coaching business. As you know, I've been working with child-free women to step fully into their truth of this decision, and it's been very rewarding. And while I know that there is such a need for this, I've realized that me focusing all my energy with this group of people is not serving my best self. And I realized that, and it was kind of twofold, one is that there is an energy that I do not bring to my coaching and to my content around this topic. And it is because I know this is a serious topic. I know that people struggle with it. I know hearts are broken. I know people are let down and it's very, very hard. And so I found myself really kind of reining back who I was to be very respectful to this topic of being child-free. And I wasn't coming through my true self. Um, I wasn't coming, I was very genuine, but I was just holding a lot of back about what makes me me when I was talking solely about being child-free. And the other piece about it was that I realized that I'm, while I'm here for women who want to be child-free and men, I'm really here for those who want to disrupt the norm. For those individuals out there who want something for their life that doesn't match up to what they see around them, that they want to make a change that maybe the people in their life don't agree with, that they want to go down a path that hasn't been forged by anybody they know or anything they've seen, but they know in their hearts that's what they want to do. And I really realized that's where my true passion is. And that does include the child-free women out there or those who are trying to make that decision because that is going against the norm. That is a little different. So I'm going to be shifting things up and I'm super excited. I already have my list of podcast guests I want to ask who are doing things against the norm, who are disrupting what they see and what they hear um, that they should do for their life, but they're going against the grain. So I'm really excited and I look forward to any feedback you have. And I'm definitely not deserting all my child-free women out there because that is still a huge passion, but I'm really honoring it as who I am and what makes me me and also how I can serve more people. So I just wanted to share that before we get into today's episode. And yeah, like I said, you'll be seeing more different types of content, content, but it's still going to be relevant for anybody out there who is debating making a change or maybe working through a change and what that looks like for them. So thank you for listening. Um, and today I'm here with Elizabeth on this today's podcast, and I found her through a Facebook group I belong to called Child Free World Travelers, and it is a great group. Um, all content for people who are traveling without kids, which I know is totally different than traveling with kids. I have friends who say, you know, it's not a vacation. If you go with kids, it's just you're with your kids another place. So it's totally different. It's been really good for me to kind of see um, what people are doing with their lives and really just a community of like-minded individuals. So we really talk about the importance of community and how when you do join a community, when you're feeling like maybe you're not fitting in other places, how just that validation and that acknowledgement of what you're doing for your life feels so good. Um, so this is really a good conversation with Elizabeth and I hope you enjoy. So today I am here with Elizabeth. I found her through the Child Free World Traveler Facebook group, which she created, I believe about three and a half years ago. As someone who loves to travel, I have greatly appreciated this group as it's really focused on adult travel, which is totally different than kid-friendly destinations you see out there. You know, it's a great community of like-minded individuals, and I found it to be so supportive and encouraging. Um, I know you probably think moderating a Facebook group is a full-time job, which I'm sure it is close to it, but she also works as an ultrasound educator and a bar fitness instructor, which is her true passion. Elizabeth has been married for 12 years and has two rescue beagles. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, I kind of did a brief intro. Anything else you want to kind of add or did I cover anything, anything that's kind of important to you before we really jump right in? Um, I don't think so. I feel like you covered kind of my bio. Um, <laughs> well, there's... Yeah. So, okay. 
Maybe the two beagles. What are your beagles' names? We'll start there. They are Jackson and Charlie, and they are oh. Charlie's actually behind me right now, watching me with side eye. Um, they're ridiculous, and um, we've had Jackson for about eleven years, and Charlie for about six. And they're my, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but they're my kid. They're my kids. Aww. So, yeah, they call me mom, and if they could talk, they would. So. <laughs> They yeah. act out, they get disciplined, just like normal they kids, right? do, and they, they know lots of words, so <laughs> we communicate pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I kind of, you know, said how I found you through the Child Free World Traveler Group. Tell me a little bit about why you started that, how it started, and just to give people who are listening an idea of what that entailed. Yeah, so I was in, um, there were several kind of general child-free groups on Facebook and they were just such a relief for me to find them because I was looking for people who felt like me as I struggled with my decision on whether or not to have kids as 35 loomed and um, we were there I guess there were a few of us kind of chatting about travel and um, how it was such a big part of our lives and then um, I thought well why don't I just start a group for people who want to travel and because there are huge child um, there are huge kind of general travel groups out there on Facebook, but a lot of the complaints are that they tend to be family focused and that sometimes, you know, you can't really express how you really feel. You know, if you, if you post and say, I would like to go to an adults only resort, I don't want to talk about kids. I don't want to see kids. People tend to get a little bit offended. And so we wanted a space where we could kind of talk about that kind of thing without, um, you know, kind of the judgment that happens. So oh, yeah. I started the group, ended up with about like a hundred members and thought, Ooh, wow, I'm fancy. Um, <laughs> and then it has exploded. We're, um, we're probably going to hit about 4,000 around um, the turn the new year. So it's crazy. <laughs> and that it's is amazing. Huge. Yeah. I have an admin or a moderator team of about, I just added two new ones. So I have about um, 11 people that help me. Um, and it's, it's the bigger it gets, the crazier it gets. So <laughs> that's just what I'm dealing with right now. Well, and, you know, you talk about, I mean, obviously, I was going to ask what the support was like, but going from 100 to 4,000 and, you know, less than four years. But what has been kind of a general theme you've seen from people who kind of join this group or maybe feedback from those who have joined this group? People are generally really, really excited to find it. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people think that oh it's all about um complaining about kids on planes or complaining about kids in airport lounges or whatever but I actually have been a big nerd and run some statistics and that it's only about five percent of our posts that are kind of negative complaining about kids um but the big thing is that we have this community of helpful people and that's one thing I really strive to push is like if you can't be helpful you can leave this is a positive place this is a happy place we're celebrating our lives as child-free people. And um, I think people find it really helpful to be able to just reach out and say, Hey, I want to go here. Um, you know, what do you, what, what do you think? Where should I go? What should I do? Um, and it's nice too, because sometimes on posts like that, they'll say, Oh, here's people say in general travel groups, like here's my toddler on the beach in Santorini or whatever. And someone's like, well, that's not helpful. So, um, you know, we don't really deal with stuff like that. And so it keeps it a little bit more focused on topic. So I think people are generally, I mean, finding it a really great place to be. Yeah, no, I love that, too, because you said that's what I've noticed is a community of helpful people. And one, I think it's helpful with information, but two, it's inspiring to see these people. You're like, I got to get on my A game. People are going all over the place. And you're like, no, I can't do that. I haven't really traveled a lot this year because I started a new job and it's making me sad. <laughs> like, you know, last year I like went to India, I went to Uganda, I went to South Africa, um, Dubai. And this year I've been to Iceland and Ireland and that was it. And so I've been all watching everybody kind of like living vicariously, but also going, well, dang, I need to step it up. <laughs> I'm the boss and I've got to go places. <laughs> I got things to do, which is funny because most people, you said, oh, just Iceland and Ireland, that would be like a, you know, five-year plan for them. Yeah. So that's, I know, that's the I perk know. of very, having very more time. I, I acknowledge that I'm very jaded. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So obviously you are a child-free woman. Um, and I know we've kind of talked about this, but tell me a little bit about kind of what that decision was like for you. It was honestly so difficult and it really shouldn't have been. Um, so many tears, so much agonizing. Um, but 
I really think that I knew all along the decision that I was meant to make. I just got derailed by society and expectations and kind of that idea of like, what if I'm missing something? Um, but I, from a very, very young age, I was very, I, I never really liked, I mean, I hate to say I didn't like babies, but I'm not drawn to babies like other women tend to be. Um, I was never really interested in that. And even as a child, like I didn't play with baby dolls. I was all about Barbie and fashion and her fabulous life. And um, I didn't like if we played house, I, I never wanted to be the mom. Like when someone would say, oh, you be the mom, I would feel physically sick. Like Mm -hmm. that just did not appeal to me at all. So, um, but then, you know, you grow up and you, you know, you see your friends start to have kids and you say, well, I wonder. Um, And so I really agonized over it. And my husband actually, when we met, he was very like adamantly child-free and, um, and then he sort of was, and then sort of just left it up to me. Well, if you want to, you know, we'll do it, whatever. Um, But then like when I was about to turn 35, I said, I have to make a decision And so I really just looked back at my life as a whole and thought, you know, I don't, I'm not drawn to this. Like, what if I regret it? I'd much rather regret not having them than regret having them and have little people that are now impacted by my decision. So Mm. in a way, Mm -hmm. I love my kids enough to not bring them into this world. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So it just kind of shaped up. And I just, the day I made the decision, I said, you know what? No, I'm not having kids. It was just like, the biggest weight was lifted off of me and I just like cried tears of joy because I was just Mm -hmm. like finally like I don't have to worry about this anymore and I kept you know we were we I kept feeling like I had to hit certain bucket list items before we have kids before we have kids and then it was like suddenly that was poof gone and it was amazing it was like I'm free so oh I'm free I love that well and it's so powerful too for you to say probably even from an early age you knew yeah you hadn't really even made that decision until you were what 35 yeah and it's crazy because I just wish I had been true to myself all along but I mean mm-hmm. I would when I worked at um like I was an ultrasound technologist and I worked at like outpatient centers and a woman would come in with her baby and I'd look around and I'm like where did everybody go and everyone's standing over the baby cooing and I'm like get back to work you know <laughs> <laughs> and like it just it, I didn't have any desire to go over there and talk to the baby and it like it just kind of you know, I realized I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's how I ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. Well, and you talk, you know, talking through about how you were kind of derailed by society. Um, you, you know, you mentioned, what if I miss something? What else was kind of um, made you second guess what you kind of knew all along? I think uh, another thing was my love for my husband. And that feeling of, you know, and a lot of times I think people focus on, you know, a child is like the manifestation of your love. And Mm. I felt like I needed to do that to like, not prove my love with my husband, but like, part of me was like, oh, that would be really cool to see this little person. that's a mix of both of us and kind of see all the little traits that emerge. Um, But if that's the only reason that you're doing it, that's not a good enough reason. Um, so that was one of the things that really impacted me. And I just, I kind of wanted to have that bond with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think we, we sort of have that same bond over our dogs, which is weird, but um, so I don't know. It just, it sort of shaped up that way where I just, um, I thought that I wanted something and it turns out that it's not, it wasn't the right fit. So right. It's almost like you were looking for the, it's kind of an outside representation of your love because it's hard to tell yeah. people's love on the inside, right? But it's a, um, an outward symbol. But like you said, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's love there or vice versa. Right. It's <laughs> for... kind, of, kind of a crazy uh, thing. But um, yeah, I just realized I couldn't do it. Like okay. it was just not going to work. <laughs> So what did, what changed for you, you know, when you kind of said, I'm not like, you know, you made that decision, tears of joy, you felt so light and free. What was the first thing you kind of accomplished on your bucket list that you may have been putting off? Um, It was really sort of like crafting a bucket list of all of the Mm -hmm. places that I want to go um, in the next, you know, 10 years or whatever. Um, One of the big things that we wanted to do was go to East Africa and see the gorillas and we ended up doing that last year. Um, and it was just, it was just all the things that 
children restrict you from doing, you know, you can't, you know, you have less money, you can't get away for, you know, two or three weeks at a time. Um, and so we kind of crafted this whole like sort of 10 year travel plan, which then got derailed by my new job. But <laughs> that was, um, we're still kind of trying to get back on that. Um, and then the other thing was like, just kind of taking control of my, my life and my health. And um, I had a back injury when we moved to Florida a few years ago. And I, I just, I knew that if I had kids, I would not ever kind of get myself back into the shape that I wanted to be in. And so that was another thing that I was like, you know what, I'm doing this, I'm tackling my diet, I'm tackling my physical activity, and I'm getting back to the person that I know. So that was really important to me. Yeah. So kind of just putting ready to full on move forward, taking care of yourself and your relationship yeah, and your dreams, like, as opposed it was, to. It was like waiting. when I was trying to make that decision, I always had this monkey on my back about like, Oh, you know, any day, any day now, you know, you got to start taking those prenatals and get ready. And, mm-hmm. and then just having that gone, it was like, now my life is really my own and I can just do whatever I decide to do. So huge huge weight lifted. Well, and it's, it's funny because I think our stories are pretty similar and it was probably, you know, when I made that decision, like for good, it was interesting because it wasn't that I wasn't living my full life, but right. I definitely think I was holding back a little. Exactly. So and it's, it's always so, like, you yeah. have like, well, I'm going to do this one last thing. And then, and then this, you know, that one last thing turns into 10 last things. And then you think, well, maybe this really isn't the right path for me. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and you had mentioned, you know, you've got, you've got some, um, I think nieces or nephews and yes. you know, coming from a traditional family. How did your family take, take it that you weren't going to follow this path? You know, they actually, my mom, it's funny because now she said, you know what? I'm really glad you chose what you chose. Cause I don't think you're cut out for this. I'm like, thanks mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they actually took it. It's, it's funny because I feel like they may have known all along. And even when I was a little kid, I, I grew up with two child-free aunts. So it was very normal in my family. Like, my mom was the only one that had kids. Um, so it made it seem not as, not weird. Um, and so I even as a kid, I remember saying, I'm going to be like Aunt Kella. I'm going to be child-free or I'm not, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not having kids. And um, But then I just forgot that along the way. But um it was, they took it really well. Like they didn't, um, they didn't really say anything. They just said, okay, like, but my sister has two kids and my brother has one and one on the way. So they've got their kind of fill of grandchildren. I think it would be different if I was an only child because my mom loves kids. So I think she'd be really upset. Mm -hmm. I didn't. That's interesting to the child-free aunts because I think we're seeing it more and more where women and men are choosing not to have children, but you know, it wasn't as common maybe 25 30 years right. ago um what were they what kind of life did they lead that was maybe inspired you to be like them well one of them um traveled a ton she um she's the one that kind of inspired me to you know visit South Africa for the first time and um she's she's just has like a really really fun life like she and her husband do like crazy things like they do this thing in Atlanta where they all dress up they try to set like a Guinness book of world records thing for the most amount of gnomes in one place and they all dress up as gnomes which like you know it sounds weird but it's just something fun and then my Mm -hmm. other aunt um she she just always seemed really carefree and like low stress so Mm -hmm. that was always something that kind of appealed to me in the group that you feel like really gets people riled up besides just the kids or is that the biggest piece kids that are being like inappropriate in spaces that should not where they should not be Mm -hmm. um like airport airport lounges things like that are the things that people vent about the most um people vent about kids on planes but i feel like that's not really something you can control i mean kids are kids so um yeah just like people get riled up about just like places that especially that are supposed to be like adult friendly spaces like bars and things like that where there are kids like disrupting the kind of ambiance of the whole thing. Um, people tend to get riled up about that. And then we also have this subset of people who um, really do like kids and they get upset when people are upset about the kids in their spaces. So it's this whole <laughs> circular thing. So it's kind of crazy. 
can't please everybody, right? You can't. And that's like the biggest thing that this group has taught me. I, you know, I'm such a people pleaser and I've had to learn like, you know what? I'm not going to please everybody. If you don't like it, you can leave the group. Nobody's keeping you here. So (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like, I've just had to kind of come to peace with that. I can't make everybody happy, but it's been good. It's been like a growth opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's what I've noticed is, you know, people are like, you know, either I, one of my previous guests talked about, you know, the natalist, it's like from pro to anti, and then there's yeah. some spectrum of where you're at, um, which I thought was always fascinating. I don't think I realized it, that even within a group of child-free people, how like judgmental it would be. Um, yeah. It's so I think that's always interesting that people are like, well, if you liked kids, you would have them. And you're like, mm, that's not necessarily like, eh. yeah. Um, even liking kids, I think is, um, kind of a spectrum like I I care about the kids of my friends I care about my nieces and nephews but like if there's a kid in a bar screaming I'm irritated (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like you know situational and for someone to expect for all of us to feel the exact same way that's just insanity right so yeah and how do you um what is kind of what is one of the things that or maybe there's not anything is there anything that kind of triggers you when you kind of have a conversation telling somebody you're child free, like a comment to you that just kind of really irks you about your decision yeah. to be child free. Um, the biggest thing is just when people are dismissive, like um, one of the stories that I always think about, and I still, it's been almost a year and a half and it still makes me angry. Um, I was at, um, at a resort and this woman came up and talked to us and she said, Oh, do you have children? And my husband and I said, no, she literally turned around and walked off. Oh my goodness. And it was just like a slap in the face. I'm like, okay, so because I don't have kids, I'm not worthy to talk to you. Like it was so bizarre. And I just, that's like one of the things that sticks out in my mind. Like everyone else in my life has been really, really respectful. Nobody's really questioned me. Um, the only thing that ever drove me nuts was when I, like, if I, for some reason got sick at work and like vomited or something, you know, you come out of the bathroom and everyone's like, Oh, it's happening. And you're like, it's not, I had some bad food. <laughs> like, so they just, it's like that kind of assumption that it's for everybody. And that, you know, it's just, just weird to me that nobody ever, they think you have to explain why you don't have kids, but nobody has to explain why they chose to have them. Mm-hmm. So it's always fascinating to me. What's your kind of standard response? Um, like if somebody starts to question you or do you even really, you said you don't get a lot, but if it is, what's kind of something that you kind of come back with? Um, I just say it wasn't for me and I mm-hmm. leave it at that. Um, you know, if they were to push, I'd probably, you know, dive into some sort of medical something just to <laughs> shut them up and make them feel bad. But um, I just, I, I try to sort of shut it down because I just don't feel like it's appropriate to question somebody about that because they really don't know there's, I mean, and and there's so many different things that played into my decision. It was not simple. It was horrible and gut wrenching. And um, I just don't feel like I don't like, I don't have two days to sit here and explain my whys. (laughs) So, right. um, Yeah. You know, there was just so much, like I'm a terrible sleeper. Like I've had, um, I've had issues with insomnia from the time literally that I was a baby. And so I'm like, why would I make this worse on myself? Like just like Mm -hmm. all these little things like that, that kind of played into finally deciding. Um, So I can't really, can't imagine having to sit there and like line it up. I mean, if someone kept pressing, I probably would (laughs) say like, well, sit down, let's talk. Um, But I just, I, I just hate that we have to explain ourselves, period. It's just so ridiculous. Like, why can't it just be like, no, that's a choice I made. Like, I chose to wear, wear a red shirt today. Like, I don't understand why people feel like it's their business. Right. And I think, too, we, you know, we talked about, too, is like, I never, ever, ever have once asked people why they have kids. Right. I've never said, well, why? But I've gotten questioned, well, why don't you? Aren't you, you know? afraid you're going to be die alone who will take care of you what's your purpose and I'm like (laughs) you know it's kind of it's just an interesting I don't know why do you think that is like why do you think that it's an open decision an open target decision I have no idea honestly I wish that I could figure it out I guess it's just because that's the norm and when you're not normal people want to know why and 
maybe people are genuinely interested, but, and I don't mind if they're genuinely interested, but if it, but it usually comes from a place of judgment. Um, like, you know, you kind of upset their sort of, um, outline of what life should look like and they don't like that. So it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I totally, like I think, it, to. you know, we've talked about with, is that it's, um, your decision feels threatening to their decision. Right. And it's a little bit of like grass is greener. You're like, wait a minute, could that be better than having kids? And it's like, well, you know, for me it is. I think it's all about choices. Like every decision I make in life, like I almost visualize like I'm going down like two different roads and what's Mm -hmm. my life going to look like in this road and what's it going to look like in this road. And it's, I mean, it's, it's completely different. And I don't, you know, I don't even think you can compare them because they're just two completely separate paths. And, um, you know, I guess if somebody's upset about the decision that they did make, um, they could be resentful, but it's just, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's weird. (laughs) You know, and we talked, you know, obviously you kind of knew this all along, but you went kind of back and forth and it was really kind of a, maybe not a, a, I guess a tough decision to finalize. Um, Does it ever, do you ever second guess your, your decision? I really haven't, not in the last few years, not since I, mm-hmm. not since I made it. I really didn't. Um, like it felt so solidly right for me that I really haven't questioned it. Even when someone's like, "Oh, who's going to take care of you when you're old?" I'm like, "Well, my niece as well." <laughs> um, but or you know, I'll set things. You know, you you arrange for that. You set it up. Um, you know, you're not going to go through life without a plan. So like some people's plan is their kids are going to take care of them. I will have an alternate plan. Um, so it's just kind of like, I guess I just really haven't, I haven't really looked back, which has, has been a blessing because I, I feel like now as I head like up the hill towards 40, I'm, I'm glad that I haven't really looked back because I think that would be sad and I might be freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I wonder too, and I, I do think this is that, um, you know, you, you see people and not just as this decision that, but that are really upset about other things or really adamant about their choice or can't like let stuff go. And mm-hmm. I always seem to think that maybe they're not totally solid in their decision or their stuff they haven't right. dealt with to like not care. How does that speak to kind of how you feel that you're so solid in your decision that you're kind of unflappable about it? Kind of. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like I, you know, I'll, I don't feel a need to defend my decision. Um, I'm like, you know, and maybe that's just, you know, age and you get to a point where you're just sure with who you are and you're like, you know what, this is me, take it or leave it. I don't care. Um, and I just, I feel very solid that I made the right decision for me. So I can't, I I really, I can't imagine somebody like even ruffling my feathers on it. It's like, yep, this is what I chose. Okay. Like, I mean, the only thing that really ruffled my feathers really was that time that the woman just turned around and didn't even deem me worthy of a conversation because mm-hmm. it was just so, and maybe it was just because it was so bizarre. <laughs> it was like, right. Right. Okay. <laughs> Cause we have nothing, want to talk else, to the... like, nothing else we could possibly have in common. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Well, and you think the child three couple, she'd be like, oh, maybe you're more interesting than everybody here that's living my same life. Yeah. <laughs> Let was... me live vicariously through you. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's so weird. But yeah, I don't really feel like anybody could ruffle my feathers on this. I feel like I'm very, very happy with my decision. And, um, you know, luckily, I haven't really been questioned too much. It's It's been great. Like, I mean, usually the the most pressure comes from family and my family's just like, whatever. And then my husband has um, an aunt who doesn't have kids by choice. So it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's just normal for them, which is great. That is great. And I do think it has something to do with probably the aura you give off and the confidence they see that they're like, she's not going to budge on this. You know, I think when you waffle on it or you, when you aren't firmly in the camp of whatever side you're kids or no kids people sense that and there's it's easier to um question right like until you're like no I'm not having kids (laughs) yeah they can kind of see that little crack in your armor and they're like okay let me let me get in there and break her down (laughs) yeah they see that weakness in you yeah you you talked through about how finding child-free groups really reaffirmed 
um, which you kind of felt along and kind of helped you with your decision. And it even brought you to finding one. What was kind of maybe the, what are the top two to three benefits of being in a community of child-free people? What were those for you? For, I think the first, the main one was just validating how I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, and I mean, the biggest, the most refreshing thing to me was really when, um, you know, I talked about all the women cooing over a baby at work when I met other women who didn't feel that way because I felt so isolated and so like I was a weirdo and meeting other women who were like, no, I don't like babies. I think they're, you know, they, they don't do anything for me. Like a puppy on the other hand, but like a baby just, I, I feel nothing. Um, so like finding that and realizing that, oh my God, I'm not a freak. I'm, there's a whole group of women out there like me, because even my, my aunts, even though they're child free, they were very, um, like when my cousin was born, like they freaked out and, you know, they love babies. And I just, I feel Mm. like I was, I still didn't have that kind of like camaraderie with someone who felt the same way that I did. Um, and then just, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing of it, just validating how you feel and that it's normal and that this is a totally valid option and you don't have to feel like isolated. And that's been the most amazing thing. I have met child-free women all over the world. Um, I've hung out with child-free women all over the world and like talked to them about their interesting lives. And it's just, it's fascinating. And they're so accomplished and amazing women. So that's been a huge advantage. Absolutely. And I love that just kind of normalizing your choice, right? Because I think we, when you don't see anybody that's like you, it's it, you do feel isolated. I've even noticed, you know, because most of my friends have kids and uh, like, which is great. And I like, I like to be the fun aunt and then I like to go home. But there is something to talk to people that are just, that it's not around the kids conversations not around the kids the whole time or you know they can go have the same goals you do so I do think there's so much power and normalizing and seeing people like you and I mean just being in a work environment you know when everyone talks about their kids and you just kind of sit there twiddling your thumbs because you have nothing to contribute you're like well my dogs uh (laughs) um but they you know just having that community to talk about things that aren't centered around children is kind of like you know, all of the other things you could possibly talk about. It's amazing. Right. You're like, there's a world outside of uh, children. And I think yeah. it's interesting too, is I don't think that a lot of people child free, just talk about being child free. It's more just about the life they're leading. No. Yeah. And it's, it's funny to me because we, um, I run a child free meetup group here in Tampa and um, whenever we get a new member that comes to a meetup, like it's so cute because they're always like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to find my people. And they want to talk about being child-free and all of the annoying things that happen when you're child-free. And we're like, okay, we've already talked about all of this. <laughs> um, and like, we really don't like when we have meetups, like that's not something we talk about. We don't talk about being child-free. We just exist as the people that we are. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. How long did you start that group as well? I did because I'm a nerd. <laughs> no, not at all. I love you creating these communities everywhere you go. I just feel like it's important. And I mean, it's like we have a good, solid little group. We're a little nerdy, but it's awesome. Um, but like, I, so I'm, trying, I'm trying to look on right now and see when I started. I don't even know when I started it. But um, I moved to Tampa. I didn't know anybody. I was having a hard time meeting people. And I just started the group and it took off. And it's been great. That's amazing. Um, we have this weird what? community. <laughs> oh, I love that. What advice would you give to somebody um, that was maybe in your position that kind, you know, kind of knew what they wanted, but kind of scared to pull the trigger on actually making the decision? I would just say that the most important thing in life is being true to yourself, because there's no other way that you're going to be happy if you're not true to yourself. And like just really like looking deep inside and knowing the tendencies that you've had your whole life. It's just, I cannot stress how important that is just knowing exactly who you are because like, if you have any doubt at all, you shouldn't do it Mm -hmm. at all because it's, it's, it's a huge commitment. It's, it's your entire life. You're basically having a child and giving your life to that child in a way. So 
is that you have to just really think like if you have the slightest doubt, like I said, you just, it's, it's not, it's not a go. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. I have a friend and she always says like, if there is a doubt, there's no doubt. Like if there's any doubt, like you don't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I mean, if there's, it's any there's, little bit. There's healthy fear. And then there's mm-hmm. like, un- you know, not like there's that twinge in your gut that this isn't right for me. And I've just, I've, I really believe that is, is like wooey as that sounds like, I really believe in listening to your gut. And listening to like, you know, what your like soul is telling you is right for you. Mm-hmm. And is very, that... It's kind of like out there, but <laughs> no, not at all. And is that something that you've, that's always been important to you, like in other aspects of your life, not just with this decision? Oh, yes. Like, yeah, I'm a huge gut listener. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, I really believe like when something doesn't work out, it's meant to be. And it, it just, it always, always like turns out the way that it's supposed to. Like it's, it's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like when you Absolutely. keep finding like walls thrown in your way, like there's a reason. Right. Right. Like, I mean, I know, like I said, I'm, I'm totally nerdy and like, <laughs> like no, not at all. It's, it's just, I really believe that, that we all have like a certain way, not, not necessarily a designated path, but like when some, you know, when it's like the energy is wrong, something's wrong. Like, don't go that way. Not this way. <laughs> well, and it's, it's one thing to trust your gut and sometimes you're like, "Mm, maybe I read that wrong, but it's a totally different to go against your gut, you know, like when you're like, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I felt like I shouldn't or you like, you know, you'll hear like warning bells and it's, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we can choose to listen or not. Um, but like every time I thought about getting pregnant, I would get warning bells like, Oh no, (laughs) not a good idea. Like danger. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and and then the theme of showcasing just awesome women living their best life. I love that you are involved in so many things, including bar. And you said that's kind of your true passion. And, you know, you talked about exercise really being a form of self-care and finding joy and not punishing our bodies (laughs) to work out, to be, look different. How, how did you get into that? um, Like what kind of drew you to that fitness uh, idea? Well, I've always been really active as a dancer, um, a very competitive cheerleader growing up. Um, And then as I got to be an adult, I really missed that. And um, in my like early thirties, I found bar fitness, which is, it's a combination of like Pilates, yoga and ballet. Um, And it sort of played into that whole love of movement and love of like moving to music that I always had. Um, I took about three classes and said, I want to be a teacher. I want to be an instructor. Um, and then I kept, you know, like I was talking before the walls that keep getting thrown up in front of you, like that just kept happening to me. Like I was talking to one place about teaching there. And then my husband came home and said, Oh, we're going to move to Florida and just little things. And like, I got certified to teach earlier this year and the studio that agreed to hire me closed. Mm. And it was just like one thing after another. And then this other company came in and, um, like I read, read their messaging and their marketing and like everything. And, um, it just resonated with me in a way that um, no other like bar community ever had. Um, sometimes if you've ever been to a bar class, if any women who have know what it's like, it can be a little bit, um, what is the word? Um, intimidating. And mm-hmm. you, you don't always feel included and it feels like everyone is perfect and you're the outsider. Um, and this was the first company that was like, you know what? No, we're not doing that everybody's accepted, everybody's included, everybody matters. And it doesn't matter where you are, if this is day one of your fitness journey, or day 1000 of your fitness journey, it does not matter. So you're all welcome. And everybody is um, included. And it just really rung true with me. And I went through training and got certified. And I've been teaching there for the last six months. And it just makes me happier than anything, I think ever. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. congratulations. um, That's awesome. It's just I just love um, kind of creating this, helping create this community and then like, you know, impacting women in a positive way. And, you know, and I do not have the typical like ballerina looking body. I'm, I look like a gymnast. I'm like stocky and muscly and like not what people think when they think of a bar teacher. But, and I love that because it shows my clients, it doesn't matter what you look like, you know, come in here, find joy in movement and be you. And I just, I love the whole messaging. 
So oh, I love that. Congratulations on finding it. On sticking. That's tangent. exciting. <laughs> no, it's great. What would you eventually want to do with that? Do you, you know, wanna... I don't know. Um, like there's a lot of options, you know, from studio ownership to, um, you know, working for them on a corporate level. So I'm just kind of starting to explore that and see, but it's just like, it is, I mean, I like eat, sleep, breathe it. Like my other jobs, you know, it's just, it's like a side thing, but this is like, just, I mean, I love it. So I'm trying to figure out where to go from here, but you know, it's, it's an interesting path and I'm a little late to the game, but we'll see. Never, 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 never. Well, I commend you for like building, continuing to build these communities of supportive and encouraging women. I think that yeah. the world needs more of that. So I can see you do Definitely. that in like every aspect of your life. That's just like, yeah, I mean, I, and that's funny because it kind of like, it all comes together. Like I really want, like, I guess, you know, growing up and, you know, seeing the mean girls kind of aspect of like high school and middle school and like, even, even like women in their forties, like being mean to each Mm -hmm. other. And it just, it, it blows my mind. I'm like, why on earth are we doing this? There's so much other stuff out there in the world that is, that is hard on us. Why don't we lift each other up? And that's, that's really like what I want. I guess that's like my message. Like, that's what I want everyone to do. Like lift each other up, stop tearing each other down because there's, we've got enough enemies. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a, I, that is one thing I did not expect coming into you know really diving into this is that I thought there would be moms versus non-moms I didn't expect it to still be judgment within non-moms right <laughs> which I probably should have because there's still see. judgment with moms working moms stay at home and it's all this stuff like I wanted kids couldn't have them or I didn't want kids or I never found the right person or I don't want kids and there's still this like inner stuff that right. it's like we just my passion and goal is to make you so is to help people could be so strong and what they want for their life they they support others and don't for lack of a better word care what others are doing <laughs> right like someone told me once that I wasn't truly child free because I'm an aunt and I have a relationship with my nieces and nephews I'm like they're not going to be kids forever they're going to be the ones at Thanksgiving in 20 years with me drinking wine and rolling our eyes like come on like right they, you know, you, you've got to form these relationships now because when they're, you know, 15 and you've ignored them their whole lives, they're not going to want a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, how interesting. Somebody said that. So, so to be child-free for this person's perspective, you have to have no interaction with children. Right. Yeah. <laughs> how, I mean, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I get to like interact, but I still get to go home. I'm not responsible right. for them. Like, let's make cookies and trash your mom's kitchen. Bye. <laughs> like, I know. And I'm gone. Oh, I got somewhere to go. Bye. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. No, my poor sister. I would never do that. I'd always clean up. <laughs> yeah. But fill and full of sugar. Yes. Um, but no, I think that's just so great that you're doing this and from your meetup group to the Facebook group to, you know, your, what you're doing at bar as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really awesome. it's it's amazing to see. Like, just I guess I'm I'm just like a big old sap at heart. <laughs> Aw, and you admitted you're a singer. I feel like we need to have a coaching session on this to get you over yeah. your stage fright, so you can go no. sing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think the ship has sailed. But yeah, I just um, I don't know. I've I I've, I've been singing my whole life, but I did a couple of. I did like one professional gig and like it about broke me, <laughs> so, mm. but it's just so hard. And like, you know, the rejection over and over, it's just, it's, it's a lot. So, oh my goodness. I bet. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you know, I, I get my sort of performing outlet through teaching bar because in a way it is like performing. Um, so that sort of scratches that itch and I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's good enough. So yeah. you're, you have, so you're a big fan of Africa. You're obsessed with Africa. So what, um, you know, now that you have this time that's freed up because you're not raising kiddos, what are kind of, what are on your travel bucket list or their life experience bucket list items? Well, I love to scare my mom. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> like, um, you know, basically for me, like I've got, I've been to several countries in Africa, but like the most, um, I'm, I'm kind of at the point where it's like, okay, well, let's delve a little deeper. Um, so, like, Ethiopia is really high on my list. Um, and I want to go there and 
see the gelata baboons and then see the um, huge volcanic crater that I can never pronounce the name of. Um, and, but you know, there's, there's a lot of logistics involved in that. And apparently the volcano had some issues and now you can't see the lava lake like you used to. So now I have to wait, but um, that's on my list. I want to go to Namibia um, and just like, we haven't done Southeast Asia, which is on my list, but it's just such a long flight. I just haven't mm-hmm. gotten my brain around that. So um, lots of things, <laughs> but I'm trying to plan. Um, I want to go back to Africa in 2021. I want to kind of do like a multi-country trip. And then on my ultimate bucket list is to do one of those overland safaris where you like start in um, Tanzania and make your way all the way to Namibia. And it's like 40 something days and mm. you camp and cook. And it would be like the ultimate, like kind of stamina test. Um, mm-hmm. that's really high on my list. Like I want to do it and I'm just trying to figure out when. <laughs> yeah. Just got to work it into your, what, two or three jobs you've got yeah, going you on know, right now. I think it's, yeah, four jobs that I have. So, um, yeah, we'll work it in somewhere. <laughs> Does that include moderating the, uh, child-free? No, that would be number five. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cause I know that requires a lot of work. It is, but you know, I've got such a great, amazing team. Um, they just... Oh my gosh. And it's the best group of women. And we're planning like a little retreat for all of us to meet up. I mean, we, we come from all over the world. Like we have members um, of my moderator team in India, in Ireland, um, in like the Pacific Northwest of the United States, like Arizona. So we are, we're trying to figure out something to get us all together because we have the best time and we just like really have like become good friends over the years so we just we want to do something eventually Eventually. I love that and so you're at 4,000 do you have any um, goals for this page or you want to kind of see how it grows organically I really don't Um, I never really had goals from the very beginning I've I've just been immensely surprised with how large it's gotten Um, like when we hit 500 I was like woohoo I am like cool and I mean, I never expected it to get this big. And so now I'm just kind of thinking like, well, what, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to plan group trips in the past. Um, every single time I have ended up saying like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> because nobody likes what I do. Nobody likes where I pick. Like, so it's just, um, it just, it hasn't ever worked out, but that would be an ultimate goal. Like I would love to somehow turn it into um, kind of like a place for us to plan group trips together and, you know, say like, Hey, I'm going here. Like who wants to go with me and then get a group and like book out a whole tour. And that way, Mm -hmm. like we control exactly who's with us. Um, but you know, we'll see. (laughs) It's just never seems to work. So, um, Well, I think if anybody can do it, you can, because you're doing great and you've got your team. (laughs) And I know that there's a lot of people that are appreciate what you've put together well I hope so like it I mean I really really try to make it a positive space and that that's the biggest challenge is keeping everybody positive and from kind of you know let's focus on the good things about our lives and the fun that we have and the amazing things that we get to do rather than like focusing on the things that detract from those experiences um Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you know people complain about kids but I'm like let's focus on the good like show us your cool pictures like show us you know, the amazing cocktail that you had or the amazing meal that you had. Like, it's just um, getting people to kind of focus on that rather than seeing it as just a place to complain. Right. You know, there's nobody stopping you from just kind of scrolling through stuff you don't like and continuing on with your life. (laughs) I am the broken record. Keep scrolling. If you don't like it, keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just keep scrolling. Well, it's been so enjoyable talking to you and getting to know about your choice. And is there anything, any words of wisdom you'd want to share? Maybe if there's anybody listening that is either kind of living in the closet of this decision or on the fence about really if this is what they want. I know you talked a little about being true to yourself, but any other words of advice to end on? I really don't other than just being true to yourself and like listening to what your gut is telling you. Um, And then also Mm -hmm. the other thing, I guess, is, you know, talk to the people who really know you, who have known you for years and like, you know, not just like your parents, but like friends that you've had since childhood, because those are the people that really like know your heart. And 
they can sometimes see things that you don't see. So Mm -hmm. just listening to them and, you know, like having these heart to heart conversations, like, what do you think I should do? Um, And sometimes they'll open up and tell you. And it's amazing. Like I've had conversations like that with friends and they're like, no, I don't think you should do this because I know you and I know you'd be unhappy. And so it's just like, it's nice to sort of have that, that backup, like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. Somebody else sees the things I see. Um, So yeah, just stuff like that. Just like listening to yourself and then to the people who care about you. It's really important. It's almost like uh, trusting your gut, your inner gut and the trusting your outer gut. Yeah. (laughs) For lack of a better word. They're like like your friend outside of you that are like (laughs) my outer gut. Who's like, we know you, you're not going to, that's probably not what you want to do. No, but it's like, you know, I said with my, my mom says, you know, she's like, I know you made the right decision for you. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a hundred percent what you should have chosen. And like, because I know that she knows me. And she knows that I'd be miserable as a parent. So just like little things like that are so important. Just paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Pay attention. Don't let like society or the people or the opinions of people who don't care about you. Like who cares what they think? Mm -hmm. So. Well, when I love your mom saying, you know, you made the right decision for you, for you, you know, Elizabeth made the decision for her, not for anybody else or nobody made it for her. So. And I don't care what anybody else does. I just. I know what would bring peace to my life and that's this decision. So, well, thank you so much for sharing. And I know this will inspire others. Yes, of course. And I look forward to see if there's putting group travel and all that stuff. I love that page. It's one of my favorite pages just to look vicariously through and 99% of the people are just so positive and helpful and supportive and super fun. So awesome. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. And thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you felt encouraged and inspired and really motivated to make the decision. Elizabeth talked a lot about how she felt just a sense of relief and crying tears of joy when she made a decision that she had been sitting on for a long time. And that's often how we feel when we ruminate and we think and we go over and over a decision that we really already know the answer to. So if this is you, I really encourage you to take one step today towards announcing that decision or making the decision or just doing something to work you towards um, that freeness and that lightness you'll feel after stepping into your decision. And as I mentioned earlier on the episode, um, I'm really focusing on expanding my reach into anybody out there who's disrupting the norm. So if that is you, I really encourage you to reach out to me and you can message me at holly at hollycrevo.com and then the subject line put disruptor and we will get a free complimentary session between you and I to start working on this. The world needs more people disrupting the norm and living the life that they were born to live. So thank you for tuning in today and I hope you have a wonderful day.